From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice American Sports. That's Fan Man. Fan Man's back in the studio. Fan Man is back. I'm back. And I so is Ray Ellis. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man! And it's good to have you back. I'm back. You, you look a little heavier. Yeah, I did. I've been uh, stuffing my that face money. with... No, it's, it's all that money. Pockets, yeah. That new contract they gave me is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. I got so much money. You know what? I could buy this place. They you know gave me so much money. It, it must be... It, is it your agent or something? It's yeah. my agent. It was e- either ESPN or Sirius. And, um, you know, we, we got the deal here. Well, you know, I don't understand. I, I thought it was Ray Ellis Sports, and you're getting all the money. Well, you know, you know, Ray, you have to have a good agent. Oh, man. You know what? You're a good agent. It's, and about, I'm, and I'm, it's all about me. Uh, what are you doing with that me, money? Me, 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 me. You, you got a plan for that money? Yeah, I got a plan for that money. You do? Yeah, I got well, a plan. Good. That's yeah. good, because I'm going to tell you. You want to know what I'm going to do with that money? What is it? No, no, never mind. It's none of your business. <laughs> it's private business now. Well, that's okay, because uh, here at Ray Ellis Sports <laughs> on the Voice America Network, uh, you're going to hear a little bit about financial planning. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a special guest with us, uh, Craig Jones, who's a financial planner to the uh, famous. and uh, I need to talk to him. A very, very good Football players, NBA players, you know, dentists, lawyers, professionals. You All know? that money. That because he... now we're living in the age of the $100 million babies. Yeah, $100 million. Women are having babies, and, 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 and they're being parented by men who are going out and taking them and showing them the right things to do and how to play ball, and now they're worth $100 million. I like that. Yeah, don't you wish you were there? But my baby-making days are over with. Your, so. your baby-making days are over? I mean, what were you? Let, let, let me ask you a question. No, I mean, I'm Carrie, not going to tell you What were you that. making when you were playing? I mean, uh, pennies. Pennies on the dollar p- compared to what they're pennies. making today. Yeah, pennies, man. But that's okay. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, speaking of fun, fun. I, I, I just want to take uh, kind of you know, change things for a second right. here. I actually want to have a, a moment of silence. Okay. Uh, there was a young man by the name of John Grimsley, uh, a linebacker. You know, back in my day, he actually played for uh, the uh, Houston Oilers. And John was a guy who was from my high school, Canton McKinley High School, all-pro linebacker, and uh, tragically lost his life uh, from, How did a gunsh- do that? from a gunshot wound. Really? He, he was cleaning. I understand. I'm not sure. But I think he was cleaning a rifle. And, and it went off? And it went and off. And it killed him. And wow. So listen, you know, in respect to John, his family, and all those people out there, uh, another falling um, brother of mine from the league of the National Football League, uh, a moment of silence. Okay, thank you. I, th- I appreciate that respect and everything. But, uh, You're listen, welcome. I, what I want to do, man, is we're going to have, um, as I said, Craig Jones is going to be on the show, of course. We're going to have Jeff, uh, Jeff Morse is you know, going to be on. And, you know, just uh, there, there are actually things that are happening in the league, I mean, it, it's kind of busy. Some teams are making some things happen. But guess what? Fitzgerald, he's going to be here. The Cardinals signed Fitzgerald. Well, y- you were a little afraid because I, you thought you perhaps know, maybe. Well, you know, they have a nucleus of a team. and We were talking about it last week. And, um, but you know, how did you give up? I mean, did you really think they were going to give up Larry Fitzgerald? Well, based on the t- last 22 years of uh, the uh, crap that the fans have been through in this town, I would I suspected that they might let him go because they didn't want to pay him the money. And then they uh, they had Kurt Warner on the other night on, on one of the uh, ABC. I think it was an ABC affiliate here in town. And they were talking to him about it, and he said, no, he said, you know, they got a nucleus, and they got to keep this nucleus, and I think Warner was going to give up some money, and they, they went to a couple players 
Right, and they said, look, can you can we restructure your contracts to keep this moving along? And I think that's what happened. Well, you know, you know, winning, winning is everything in the National Football League. And sometimes, you you know, you can really, you know, get a feel for it. If, See, it, if the players want to win, right. if they're willing to make those kind of sacrifices. You're going right. to get your money, but instead of us giving it all to you now, can we you restructure it, down the road. it a little bit? Yeah. Which, which is really good in a way. But, you know, the, the Cardinals fans, um, and, and really the Cardinals fans throughout the NFL, I mean, this is known as a third-rate team. This is known as a team that basically um, gets the players ready to play in the NFL, which the Cardinals are not a part of. So, it's, it's like so a triple-A farm we got, team. We got a farm team within, yeah, like, the, within yeah. the NFL? Yeah, within the NFL, because a lot of players that have left the Cardinals have gone on to greater things. They've gone on to the Pro Bowl, Super Bowls, but the nucleus of this team has never gone anywhere except to be a triple-A farm team. So the bottom line is that was a great move in, in, in keeping Fitzgerald here. And I think the fans now finally are starting to react to this coach. That this coach is going to get what he wants, and he's going to tell the Bidwells, if you want a winner, I came here to be a winner. This is the way it's going to be, and congratulations to the coach. Well, you know, there are actually some teams out there that, yeah. you know, that are pretty active. You know, during mm-hmm. the offseason sure. and during free agency, mm-hmm. and actually, if it's free agency and it's not the draft, many times that means that what you're doing is you're looking at what's available from other people's teams, and, and you perhaps maybe would go out, or make an offer to those players. They don't, they don't match the offer, and you lose those players. Some people will do that; other teams won't. But there are some teams that have been very active in this offseason and trying to do that, trying to look at other teams take from within their their veteran players mm-hmm. and bring them to their team, you know, because they have a need, you mm-hmm. know. I know the Browns are doing that. I think the Eagles are doing some of that. You well, they don't have that? a first-round pick in the draft, and they may, they may turn this free agency to try to pick up where they, they're not going to be there. And that's what you've got to do. And many times when you don't have that first-round pick is because you've traded it away you know, or in I guess in the in the case of the Patriots, you know, I think you do some wrong things, you may lose some picks, but mm-hmm. you, you know, but most of the times it's because you know you you've made a trade, and, and and part of your package was you gave away your first round draft pick. Well, the Eagles were going to give away Lito Shepard and a first round pick to get Fitzgerald. I mean, you know, think about that. That would have been a great play on the Eagles side to get Fitzgerald for uh, McNabb, but you know that's not going to happen. Lito Shepard, I think, is uh, coming into senior citizen dome. And um, I, I think Lito's I, got some other problems too. I, I don't know. I, you, I know just, you know, in the grapevine, you kind of hear something. Oh, really? But uh, I always looked at him as a good football player. Yeah, but you know, when you again, you know, when you look out at what's happening in the league and you see who's active. I mean, uh, you know, Atlanta. You know, I think Atlanta let go of uh, you know Joey, you know Harrington, and then I think they're going to bring him back. Where's Harrington like at that. now? Who knows? Well, you know, he's uh, been bouncing around no, the league he, like a basketball. I think he's. I think he's going to be back down there in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, anyway, the Browns, the Eagles the 49ers, the Saints. I mean, they're all everybody's playing this game of free agent, the draft, who's going to fit well with who. And this is what I said last hey, week. Hey, what about it's, Seattle? You did you see did you mention Seattle? No, I didn't mention Seattle. Yeah, they just they, got the uh, running back from the Cowboys, Jones, Jones Julius Jones. Julius Jones. There you go. You know, and So you now, think that's going to help them out to next year to get to the Super well, Bowl well, and beat the Cardinals? Well, I tell you what, listen, they've already they they're still, you know, beat this division. It's still they well, don't you think the Cardinals were, did Cardinals went went after Jones and got rid of the senior citizen name um Yeah, uh, Edge, you know, edge. but but they, well, listen, I when you talk about that, that's a sensitive issue to me. I know it's a sensitive issue. Because that's why I brought it up. The Cardinals. Now, now this could be. You know what right. could be happening? What's happening? Okay. Did Did you hear anything? I haven't. Have you heard anything about the Cardinals pursuing any running back during free agency? No. 
They haven't. They right? haven't. And they okay. need a running back. And they need a running back. Are they going to get in the draft? Do, what do you think? Uh, duh. You know, could they be? Could, 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 be. They, could they trade a first-round pick to try to get up to uh, the number one spot? Could you, be. You think so? Uh, it's all no this willing and dealing way. in the back room. No way. They're not going to. You know they're not going to do that. Why, why wouldn't they do that? Because they, they you told me. I'm, I'm what do you mean? Like, I told you why. I'm speaking like you speak now. What, what's that? They're not going to spend all that money to what it would take to sign McFadden. McFadden? Well, well, you know Fitzgerald. No, 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 no. Oh, no, the kid coming out. The, the kid out. coming out out of Alabama. Where's yeah, he at? Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? They need to spend the money to have a, a great running game like Adrian Peterson. They passed on last year. Adrian Peterson would have been on this team last year. I think they would have made it into the playoffs. Well, that's guaranteed. What, I mean, he was a great runner. Well, Edge. That's what I said last year. You did. That's right. And but that's this year, McFadden. This year, we're not going to okay. do it. Though. When you look at the Cardinals and forget about everybody else right now, just the Cardinals. What are they really missing? They're missing a great. Running back, and uh, on the other flip side of that, uh, a quarterback uh, uh, controversy will start again uh, with uh, good old Hollywood Matt and, of course, uh, Kurt Warner. So, uh, but I still think they need a good running back. That's my my opinion. Well, I'm right glad now. that I finally got you on on my side of the ship. Well, no, Adrian James did good last year, but like you said, you know, he's a, he's a senior. I just like to get you upset. That's all. Yeah, well, it's you not, know, doesn't take much. Well, and and I like to see what <laughs> Levi is going to do. You know, Levi Brown last year was our you know our, our big pick, and you know he was banged up a little bit. You know, the eighteen he got million. Dollar dude, huh? Yeah, but our offensive line, offensive linemen are extremely important in football. We we've talked about this before, and I think they yeah. all earned their money during the playoff. I mean, if you look at that that Super Bowl, the Giants, when it was time for the Giants to get the sack, they got the sack. The offensive linemen, uh, you know, Brady's offensive line, all of a sudden, they, they went on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. They they couldn't they couldn't protect him. They couldn't protect him. You know? It's all about protection and making the holes, and getting it, the holes open. And it's the and, and it's the offensive linemen. So uh, yeah, for eighteen know. million dollars, I think now Levi Brown, there will be no excuse next year. He was a rookie last year, late to training camp. Blah blah blah. This year, uh, no excuses. He's already signed. He should be in camp and. Uh, they, they should have their offensive line um, uh, together. Well, that, Whether that they make any changes or somebody gets hurt. but Well, that's the Cardinals. And I, I'll tell you what, though. There are going to be some guys out there that are going to be making a lot of money. Do we give them the call-in number yet? No, we have to give them the call-in number. It's 1-866-472-5788. I forgot. Again, it's 866-472-5788. I don't call that number. I don't call that number either. People I know. call us. Yeah, but but that's good. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, speaking of calling us, uh, we'll have Jeff Mosher and Joe, of course, is our correspondent from the East Coast who who covers the Eagles and. Um, you know, and I want to say one thing about uh, you know Jeff, and, and he's a great he's a he's a great guest. Um, we are on MySpace now. And we're getting a ton of people that are coming to our MySpace page. Is that it's right? It's the Fan Man, Man and Ray Ellis sports page. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, that, that's a good one. Speaking yeah. of coming, you know. There's a couple hundred you, people coming. You know, there's, there. a, there's a big thing out there called fantasy football. Yeah. But there's also something out there called the real deal. And we're going to have the real deal on and our And who's show the real deal? On March 25th, we're going to have the general manager of the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie Newsom, is going to join us. Wow. To give the people an idea of what it's. Forget the fantasy stuff. And that's okay. No, don't really forget it. Ozzie Newsom, the Oh, wow, that's great. Oh, yeah, Super you know, Super Bowl. They've already won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest guys that ever played the game. And he's he's the GM of the Baltimore uh, Ravens, and and he's going to be on air with us. And he's going to be on our show, you know. So all those people out there that are involved in fantasy leagues, think about what you go through when you're trying to get ready, and then think about what the guy who, I mean, this is what he has to do. Oh, he's gone, you know. You know, and that that must be an amazing thing to, 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 to take the, uh, how should I say? You're you're the one who's in charge mm-hmm. of making sure that you put a, a football team and you give the coach 
the right type of personnel in order to win a National Football League championship. And that's what a GM does. That's what he does, man. And there's a lot of them out there that haven't been doing a real uh, good job. Oh, yeah, there's one right here in town that hasn't been doing a really no, good job. I thought you said the Graves was getting better. Well, I, I don't know about that. You know, why? There's a lot, a lot of stink about him. I mean, even with the Fitzgerald thing. If Fitzgerald wouldn't have been signed, I think he would have been run out of town. Well, what do you think the GM, uh, you know, let, let, let's talk a little bit about it. Ozzie Newsom it, 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 it's, is a whole different ball, ballpark than, oh yeah, than Ryan Briggs. Come respectful. on. And then I, and I yeah. forgot to mention, too, we're going to have Ozzie on, and then we're also going to have. No, he's going to uh, be on March 25th. March 25th. Ozzie Newsom will have to get a promo done on that. Oh, yeah. We'll let everybody, let everybody let you know. know now, but we'll let so they you know. So they can call it, especially more. the Baltimore fans. And then we're going to have our good friend, our good scout, Kelvin Fisher, is also going to join Pittsburgh. us from the Pittsburgh Steelers, going to also come back again mm-hmm. and give you some insight cool. as to what's happening with the players around the league in the draft. That's you know, cool. So, okay. so we, we got some exciting shows coming up. But you know what's crept back up in the news is this Spygate stuff. I thought it was gone. I told you last week it wasn't gone. That that, that you know they you know they're like ostriches. Don't they put their heads in the sand? The New England Patriots have just you haven't heard a word from them since that loss in the Super Bowl, which I enjoyed immensely because I picked the Giants. But bottom line is you haven't heard a word from them, and spyware is still coming up. And you know the cheating scandal will continue on. Um, There's a new. They're, now they're talking about possibly, possibly what that there could be a lawsuit against a newspaper for reporting something having to do with Spygate based upon based some out. allegations. And it, you know the question in everybody's mind is, okay, well then why hasn't the Patriots said to those people, you, either you retract that statement or right. we're going to sue you? Right. What newspaper? The Boston Globe. Tru- no, the Herald or something like that. Okay. Unless there's some truth to so it. So the Patriots are suing. The no, no. People are saying, why don't they? Oh, why don't they sue them? Su- oh, okay. Now I got. If it. there's no truth to what you reported. Okay, we have Craig holding. Uh, Craig, welcome to the Ray Ellis Show on the Voice America Sports uh, Radio Network. My name is Fan Man, and uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Great. Hey, Craig, this is uh, Craig, who I told you would be calling in. And uh, Craig Jones, of course, is a financial planner to the national football, many of the national football league players out there, of which, uh, you know, Craig's going to give us an idea of what it's like to, to work for those individuals and to, uh, to help them uh, plan their finances so that they have a prosperous life after football. And, and, and what exactly do you have to do? How do you get a hold of those players? And, and how do they know that you're the person that they should, you know, let plan their future in terms of their finances? But we're going to talk about all that after this break. When you hear that music, that means we got to take a That's break. That's right. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And we'll be right back with Craig Jones after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds Bart. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. The Voice America Sports Radio Network on the Ray Ellis Show. Talking to all great guests that we have on this show, and we have uh, Craig yeah, Jones. Yeah, we, we got Craig Jones from Jones, Barclay, and Boston, and we also have our correspondent, Jeff Mosher, from uh, out on the East Coast. Uh, Jeff, you there with us also? I'm here, guys. How's it going? Okay, Good. great. Craig, you there? Yes, I'm still here, guys. Hey, Craig, listen, uh, you know, it was uh, something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and, and I, you know, nowadays when you look at what's happening in professional sports, you've got, you know, the you know, parents now are bringing into the world $100 million babies. I mean, these young men are fine young men, but they're born as babies, and they evolve into these, you know, these well-machined professional well athletes. Well-oiled. Well-oiled. And, 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 and a person like yourself has, char- has been charged. They, I believe they hire you to help them, you know, maintain their financial wealth. But why don't you give us a little, because there are a lot of people out there that they, they have children, and they don't have a clue of what this process is of dealing with people that are, are either an agent or financial planner or both, or why don't you tell us a little bit about your world and your relationship with some professional athletes out there? Yeah, well, we're, we're financial planners. Uh, we call ourselves wealth. We're really wealth managers, and our business is broken down to a couple segments, and about a third of it is with professional athletes. The other two-thirds are with people that you would recognize as corporate executives, retired executives, lawyers, professionals. The athlete world itself is a little more uh, specialized, and it's more driven by a function of age than the fact that the young men are playing a sport. Um, because I, I challenge anybody to tell me that a 21 or 22-year-old is handed millions of dollars to know what to do with it. So what we try to do is come in and play a large um, educational. We have a large educational component to what we do um, with the young athletes. Um, and we feel there's a, there's a direct relationship, correlation, whatever you want to call it, between those that really understand the financial world and those that end up keeping their money at the end of the day. Hey, Craig, so, this is, hey, yeah, Craig, okay, this, this is Van Man. Uh, do they, do they, uh, are they open to you in regards to this? Or they, do they come back and say, you know what, I can handle this myself? You know, I got millions and millions of dollars and I'm a great athlete. Or do you have to, like, calm them down a little bit and put them in place? There's a lot, there's a lot of calming down that goes into a great question, Van Man. I mean, Thank you. Because there's, we're fighting image. 
we're fighting the fact that some people, uh, a lot of athletes feel like to show their success, they need to buy it and show it in terms of cars and jewelry and, uh-huh. and clothing and, and so forth and so on. So what we try to do is we don't try to take all the fun out of the game. We, we understand people are young and they want to drive a nice automobile, maybe have a nice um, home, um, and maybe even have a few pieces of jewelry. But at the same time, we're trying to educate them to, do they want to still have those things 20 years after the game of football is over? Right. Hey, Craig, this is Ray, and I, and I got a, I got a question out there for Jeff, who's on the other side of, of this mm-hmm. picture, and he's a part of the media. And, 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 and Jeff, when, when you see these young men coming to the game and you see the wealth of which they've accumulated in, in a very short period of time, not necessarily you don't take it personally, but – you know, the image that the average fan gets of these players is what the TV camera shows them and then what the media writes about them. Mm-hmm. Do you take into consideration that these are very young men that probably never had this kind of money in their lives before when you when you actually put this image of them on paper? Well, um, you know, I don't know how much that affects it, unless you're talking about from a criticism standpoint, Ray, where you say this guy should be playing better because he makes X amount of millions of dollars, you know, uh, which, which kind of is, isn't, isn't just a media thing, but that's a, a, an extension of a fan thing where fans often have heightened expectations of an athlete based on the dollar that he brings in. Um, that's kind of the way the system is designed, though, uh, on one hand. But, you know, I don't know if when we write about guys, especially rookies or guys who just break into the league and, and, and strike it rich, uh, Exactly. I, the only thing I've seen is what you know. What is your first buy, or what's what's going to be your your claim to fame? You know, now that you made a few million, sometimes you get that question. But I, I don't know. Um, outside of what I explained to you from the criticism standpoint, how much the media puts a stock into what a young guy who's just making a lot of money now, uh, how he compares to anyone who's maybe not making as much money. Well, I, I know. Let's say as an example, Craig, when you when you get a, and this is to Craig, when you get a young person who comes out of college and all of a sudden it's almost like they hit the lottery. You know, they, they are you know, obviously they got millions of dollars and they're expected to be this role model, not only just, you know, on the football field, but also in their personal lives. And, and those are the kind of things that, you know, again, uh, a sports writer writes about these athletes. And when you see and you read things in the paper about some of your players that you know that they're they're really immature athletes. You know, do you kind of, you know, talk to them a little bit about those kind of things as well as the image that they're projecting based upon this money that they've received and now people expect them to be these role models? Well, I, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, Ray. We, we do try to take a holistic approach to, to dealing with the athletes with their life and the pressures they have on them. I don't think we try to put extra pressure on them, though, by saying they need to be a role model per se. Um, what we try to do is get them to focus on, um, on their own success. And uh, as far as the role model part, also being able to help out the community. Um, in the long run, in some cases, their families, if it needs to be helped there. I think we try to take a very practical approach though, and say, you know what, if you burn it all up in a short amount of time, not only will you be able to help yourself, you're not going to be able to help your community or those people that's around you that you love. So I don't know if we take the role model approach directly in that sense, but probably from a holistic and a survival standpoint, which I think most of the athletes can relate to, their own survival uh, we really try to take approach from that. Hey, Craig, this right, is Fay, man. I got a question. When when they mm-hmm. sign the, these multi-million dollar contracts and knowing, and they've been playing football since, you know, Pop Warner days, they mm-hmm. know they can get hurt. Do you bring that up to them, that there's a, there's, a, there's a strong possibility that they could get hurt and end their career and that you have to, you know, be mature about this money and make sure that, like you just said, down the road, that you don't want to be a, a used car salesman <clears throat> someplace. You want to make sure that money's invested correctly, that you can live a nice, happy life. 
Exactly, and in fact, we we represent clients in three different sports and take it in three different uh, ways. In basketball with hockey, um, those gentlemen are getting what you call a guaranteed contract for their entire salary, especially the second contract they do. Right. In football, outside of a signing bonus, nothing is guaranteed. And right. The way we do financial planning and projecting out, we try to project out to age 90, 100 years old. We actually tell a client we only count that money that we know about this, this guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in fact, what they call the paragraph five of the base salary, we won't count beyond a three-year period of time. Because okay. there is no guarantee. You know, the way the NFL works, beyond that signing bonus, if you're hurt, you may be finished getting paid for the end of that year, but other than that, there's nothing you can count on. So we actually take a year-by-year approach all mm-hmm. the way through old age and show uh, a player how much capital they really can accumulate based on certain assumptions based on the money they can earn in that first contract. We really don't speculate beyond that, it's particularly in football. It's, it's very dangerous to do that. Hey, you, Jeff. you guys have all kinds of examples of famous players look like they're going to play forever, first-round picks, number-one picks overall, and it didn't pan out. Right. Hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. Now, he, he talked about the fact that uh, with the exception of a signing bonus, uh, the money's not guaranteed. Uh, mm-hmm. As you are out there and you look at different sports, uh, do you have an opinion about that in, in terms of if you thought, okay, if I look at either one of these games, you know, here's where I think the money should be guaranteed or what, who, you know, who should have guaranteed contracts. Uh, you have an opinion about that? Well, I think it's smart on the part of the NFL that they have non-guaranteed contracts. I mean, you look at a lot of sports, and there are certainly a lot of players in baseball, for an example, who make a ton of money because they had one great year and then they really slump for the next two or three years, and the, the team is kind of financially crippled by that, and they don't have the, the, uh, you know, the, the freedom to be able to just cut a guy and, and have that money taken off the books uh, like the NFL does, you know, aside from the signing bonus money. Um, but on the other hand, you, know, you have a guy like Brian Westbrook, who is you know, an all-pro running back and uh, one of the, regarded as one of the top players in the league, and his base salary is probably seven times lower than the sixth best player on the Philadelphia Phillies. So you have a very warped system in which your star players in football are, are underpaid compared to stars of other sports. Uh, I don't know if I have an opinion on it other way than that's just the way the systems are set up, and, and it's been like that for a while. But um, I think that's why we see so much labor strife and, and why contracts or CBAs in each sports have to be renewed uh, every so often and, and owners clash with players because of discrepancies like those. Hey, Craig, let me ask you a question. Uh, when a collective bargaining agreement uh, is, is about to expire, uh, mm-hmm. do the players ever call you for input as to, you know, how to correct, you know, perhaps maybe something like not having uh, guaranteed contracts and things of that nature? Well, I'll tell you this, because we do have a very uh, close relationship with our clients and do try, try to take a holistic approach, they, we do get those opinions. I, I tell my clients right off the bat, I'm not going to be the expert in that area. That's why you have an agent. Um, that can navigate through those things. We are educated to it, though, because I do belong to the NFLPA Financial Advisors Program, and we, our firm volunteered to, to, to subject ourselves to that. So we are well aware of that and those contracts, and I guess as a fan, I've got certain opinions about it. But what I, what I tell my clients overall is not knowing how those CBAs are going to work every time they come up, that's why it's important to protect your own backside. Um, we can't wait around for the day that the NFL may decide one day to say we're going to have guaranteed contracts for 
for all 53 men on, on a roster. So you have to protect what's been given to you. Like I said, I've got my own opinions on that. I think football players are a great risk. I see basketball and hockey contracts, and I can tell you the difference. You have to cut down a force to construct a football contract. That's not true of a basketball or a hockey contract. Well, let me ask you something. Those two contracts are very straightforward. And you mentioned something that uh, I don't think the average uh, person out there, a fan, knows the difference between you said an agent and you're a financial planner. Tell us a little bit about the difference of the two. Yes, well, an agent um, is the key person, in my opinion, in all three sports that we deal with, we don't deal with baseball, that's really negotiating and making certain that the player's value, uh, market value, is being um, um, put on the table to maximize their compensation. Uh, that that is their main function. Some agents, I think, get into the marketing side of it also, and and try to expose their clients to opportunities off the field. But from my point of view, that's the main function of the agent. The financial advisor, wealth manager, financial planner, whatever you want to call that person in our business, our job is to make sure whatever resources are left after taxes, you know, after budgets put in place and, and spending is done, um, after other commitments that we can take those resources and make sure they grow, are protected. And in our firm, we almost take a trustee position, a fiduciary trustee position, to make sure that capital is in place and purchasing power is in place for that client forever. Hey, Craig, um, this is, uh, so it's Craig, a different function. Yeah, this is Fan Man. Uh, do you put yeah. the players on budgets? I mean, when they get, you know... When they get like a a ten or eighteen million dollar signing bonus, do you when you when they when they finally get to you and they're mature enough to understand what's going on, do you actually put them on a budget and this is what your budget's going to be for the year and this is where the money's going to be invested and this is where this is going to happen? I mean, they just don't take the money and take off and go crazy. Uh, let me tell you, this might sound funny, but a requirement of a an athlete being a part of this firm is that they, sub- they submit to the budgeting process. Okay, we got to take a break, uh, and Craig, okay. we'll get back to that. And uh, Jeff, okay. uh, you can hold on. we got to take a break right now. You're listening to Voice America Sports on the Voice America Sports Radio Network with uh, the man, Ray Ellis, and, of course, uh, Fan Man. And we'll be right back after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies are especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Here we go. 
If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Di, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Di, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. From the Super Bowl to the World Cup and every major sporting event in between, Front Row with sports travel insider Robert Tuckman will take you on a private ride into the exclusive world of high-end sports travel. Tune in every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern as Robert interviews key event organizers as well as star athletes and celebrities who attend these events. That's Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And we've got Craig Jones from Jones Barclay in Boston out of Denver on the line with us, a financial manager, a financial planner for uh, athletes, entertainers, uh, professionals. And we also, of course, have Jeff Mosher, who is our East Coast correspondent. Before we left there, uh, Craig, you started to talk a little bit about a budget you know i think it's you know for some people again this is just to inform people i think the average person out there finds it hard that a grown person would have to be put on a budget it's just explain that to them craig or what the purpose of all that is for well, first of all, I would say that uh, it's our opinion because we do manage um, two-thirds of our business outside of the athletic world, and we we advise all of our clients they should have some t- type of a budget. With, with athletes, we make it an absolute requirement, um, and for a couple of reasons. One, um, because of their age, uh, this money's coming in very fast and really being front-loaded for the rest of their lives. And two, if you really look at the income of some of these millionaire athletes that are, that are coming into these different leagues, they're making more money on a gross basis in some small businesses. You cannot tell me any successful small business that doesn't have some type of a budget. And so at the end of the day, we're trying to make sure the players are profitable. So, yes, we do. We get them involved in the budget immediately before we even invest a dime of their money. So they can understand. And they're involved in that process. We don't hand them a budget. This is a process, it's a partnership where everybody feels comfortable. And then we also require that they do a direct deposit of their money into their own accounts so that they can account for how their money is being paid for. I can't tell you the nightmare stories I hear about, with, and, and Ray may remember this, of players sticking um, checks under the pillow and under the bed and under the mattress. And really? Find them oh, yeah. so oh, we okay. set up electronic direct deposit and everything else for the players. Well, you know, that, that, that's certainly the, glad to know that things certainly have changed since Over the, the years, you know, yeah. The, the dinosaur I think Jeff had, I think Jeff had something to say. Jeff? I, I'm curious, Greg, how many people um, who, who want to enlist your service when, when you explain to them about the budgeting, kind of say, well, you know what, uh, that's you know, I'm not going to let anybody put a budget on me, and then decide to go. Well, there's been a few, right. and we didn't end up retaining those clients, and I've had a few that couldn't stick to budgets, and I've had several few years though. We, we, you know, we understand the youth and so forth that uh, we ended the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I so you know, it's not. It is, it is not. I will say this: it is not for everybody. Right. Right. 
Well, oh, certainly, Craig, I, I would certainly think that, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm sure those guys out there, you know, they have parents who are trying to tell them, like anything else, hey, you know, don't spend all your money. You know, we're all been taught to save since we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that you've got a professional person who can actually lay out a plan for you and can show you that this is what you can do and you can be end up like this or you can listen to us and follow this plan and you can be pretty well, comfortable you know, for the rest of your life. You know, Which way, one do you want to be? Yeah, the way I look at the whole thing is if I was in a position like that and I was 23, 24 years old, Never you had just a, signed a new contract. I just signed a new contract. Well, I have a good agent and a good financial planner. Maybe I should talk to Craig about my financial planning with my new contract. But anyway, you know, when you really look at the whole thing, when you're 22, 23 years old, you're coming out of school, you're broke, you know, and then all of a sudden you get millions of dollars thrown at you. I mean, I don't know what that feeling would be, but I, I, I guess, you know, I would say, you know what? I'm the king now. I can buy anything I want, do anything I want. And they don't think mm-hmm. about... The future, and when I was in that age, I never thought about the future. I never looked at anything. I thought, hey, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life, and everything's going to be just fine for me. Well, guess what? It's not. And you are told by people older than you that you better buckle down, and you better realize, especially in athletics, that you can get hurt at any given time, and you should be more, you know, like, hey, you know, I got something here. I finally made it. A lot of the guys that I went to school with didn't make it, but I made it. Now I got to make sure that I take that to the next level to make sure I don't have to be a used car salesman or work in, work in some clothing store and end up with nothing. Well, you got people on the line here, and, and all of us here are, are aware of the fact that, uh, as you mentioned, injuries. Injury is the biggest part of this game that it's just so mm-hmm. hard to plan for. Mm-hmm. And you may think you may be a young whippersnapper, and you think your body, you know, you can go up against everything. And it's just the body's just not made to play football in particular. And so that injury's probably going to happen. In fact, the average person, what is it, is still two and a half, three and a half years now, Craig? That's what I hear. Uh, just one, one entertaining story. I have a client. One of the things we try to make sure of is when the clients get out of college that if they haven't hooked up a disability policy, that they've at least got it when they get into the NFL. And I have a client that played exactly 10 minutes in his first game at cornerback for all three ligaments in his knee. Uh, fortunately, we did what we were supposed to do, make sure he had disability policy. He's still my client to this day. Wow. Uh, wow. But not playing. So he never played football again. Wow. Uh, that's a real story. Yeah. Okay, so as planners, we have to be aware of those realities. And, and I'll tell you, for some clients and some of the young people who come in, those kind of stories and just what they see themselves in the locker room are good lessons for them. When they see that veteran that has to leave the game but can't make their mortgage payment the next month, I hear this from my own clients. Those are the things sometimes are better words that even come from myself or other financial planners in the business when you can see the reality of how people are hurting out here. Um, you probably have to go no further than talking to NFL Union or NBA Union or the NHL to find out how many young men um, did not keep their riches or their wealth um, after the game is over. Yeah, you're right about that. But let, let, let's kind of lead into something. That'll lead me into, uh, hey, Jeff, you've been, uh, you've been out there. You've been watching what's happening now. There's probably some guys that perhaps maybe uh, – that uh, Craig probably could provide some services to them. Anything happening in the draft in terms of anybody uh, moving up and moving down in terms of uh, just uh, performing well at their pro days or any private workouts and moving up the chart? Well, uh, you know, I haven't heard anybody really making a huge jump since the combine. Obviously, the combine helped a bunch of guys like uh, quarterback Joe Flacco, uh, USC linebacker Keith Rivers, Dan Connor, the linebacker out of Penn State, did a nice job. Vernon Golston, Ray, uh, your guy from Ohio State. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I I wanted you to (laughs) say that, that Jeff. I didn't want to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Vernon not only had a good combine, but I think he had a pretty good pro day recently, which is why his name is, is, uh, you're probably hearing on SportsCenter a lot, of the guy who's going to be a top five, top seven pick. 
Well, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted you to say that, as I said, I didn't want to say that, but not, <laughs> but what I wanted to also do, I wanted to tie that back to, to Craig, because now, Craig, you hear these names. Do you actually, you know, do you write to these people? Do you contact the young men, or do they do they contact you, and, and how does that kind of stuff work? Well, I'll tell you how our firm has worked, and some people have said, you know, we could probably capitalize a little more, although we've been very blessed with some very high-profile clients that we still have to this day. And, and oh, come on, Craig, throw a name out there. Throw a name. Yeah, come on, Craig. Be quite frank with you. We, um, there's a couple people coming out this year that have been referred to me by current clients. Um, either through the alma maters or through other kinds of connections. But to be honest with you guys, I we really don't go out and um, and actively seek um, rookies in that cold way. Uh, we would rather have a warm referral, someone that kind of would come in and understand what we're about a little bit. Uh, that helps on both sides. They, they already know that we expect that we want them to work on some type of a budget, direct deposit, planning, and things like that. Like I said earlier, it's not for everybody. So anybody's referred to us, uh, veterans included, we've been done very well in the veteran market, really kind of understands our process and really wants to buy into it. So we're probably, like I said, not for everybody, haven't been for everybody, but uh, that's, that's the way we kind of work the market. I'm, Craig, if, I'm wondering, uh, you know, now compared to maybe 10 years ago uh, or 15 mm-hmm. years ago with some of your athletic clients, do, do you find that they're a lot more interested in branching out and becoming entrepreneurs in different endeavors outside of sports, maybe, you know, restaurants or music companies or things like that than, than there were in the past? I don't know if it's really changed in terms of what the dreams are of some of the players outside of the game. Mm-hmm. I think 10 years ago, the, 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 they didn't have the money 10 years ago that some of these players have today. I right. think the contracts in all three sports have gone tremendously, but for a lot of reasons have, have grown tremendously. But I think Ray would probably tell you um, 10, 15 years ago, um, the, the men that were playing in, in, in football, um, I thought about being businessmen, entrepreneurs, partners in real estate um, conglomerates and things of that nature. I'm not sure that much of that has changed. Now, now some of that is based on um, players having knowledge of those things. Some of it is based on the fact those seem like very glamorous areas to go into. So it's, it's a kind of a mixed bag and in some ways a little bit complicated. Hey, Jeff, I, I will comment on that. And, and I think you're right, Craig. There's no doubt about it. You know, the first thing about it is we have to realize that these young men go to college to be student athletes. So you, 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 I don't like to say fall back because I don't want it to say it seems as if it's you know, something you didn't make it. But your education is there for a purpose because that's the career. You know, I was a communications major, you know, at the Ohio State University. And I'm obviously using my education now with Fan Man. The Ohio State. And we're having a great time. And and, and it's a business for me as well, you know. And I enjoy my time working here at, at Voice America. But, you know, I think sometimes, you know, athletes are, that's a, that's a, a form of entertainment. And they are in the entertainment business. And there are some people who are trying to cross over into that, you know, and others, you know, have tried it and didn't do so well. I think Shaq tried to rap a little bit. You know, he's not a real good rapper, you know. But then there are other people who also go beyond that and they create what they call their brands. You know, you've got the Michael Jordans. you got the LeBron yeah, but the Michael James. Jo- yeah, but the Michael Jordan no, no, LeBron no, James are real, real yeah, way but, out but, there. But you can always become a fraction of that. You don't have to be Oprah Winfrey. You know? No, you, if you're the average Joe Flip, Football player, and I think that, that that's what Craig deals with is you know even the high end superstars, but an average mm-hmm. guy who's making average money, and you say, look, you know your career could last three. Four There's years. no such thing no, as yeah. an athlete well, and average money. No, average. No, <laughs> yeah, well, there is because you got you got really? guys making a hundred million down to the guys that are making ten million. Ten millions down in the toilet. Well, that's average. That's for average. That's average but for that's athletics. For the everyday no. person. Craig, let me ask you a question uh, on, on yeah. an average person. You know, what is the assets that you will deal with? 
somebody like, you know, not, not these football players, ba- basketball players, but a guy, a corporate guy who's making, let's say, eighty to one hundred thousand dollars a year, wants to get a financial plan together. I mean, do you, you know, how's that all work out? I mean, do you have? Yeah, certain- well, our firm, first of all, we we uh, our minimums are a million dollars. But that's a good question. If you, if you have a, a successful corporate executive out here, or a partner in a law firm, or surgeon. You know, they're dealing in assets anywhere from that million I talked about up to about $10 million in mm-hmm. our firm, generally. Our sweet spot goes up to about fifteen. Okay. But they're earning that over time. Right. I mean, some of our clients have built us since inception. And so, unlike, unlike the athlete, they're not being front-loaded. In fact, just recently, I invited some clients, both business clients and some young athlete clients who are pretty successful, to a golf outing. We didn't play golf. It was, just, it was, a, it was a Phoenix Open, actually. And the reason I did that, I wanted the young athletes to meet some successful businessmen that also had accumulated wealth, but just in a different way, and also had gone through transition. So um, it, it's, a, it's a whole different way of earning money. I mean, in, in some ways, not to minimize it or not to de- uh, denigrate it, but it is like hitting the lottery. Oh, I yeah, mean, I you're, agree. you're 21 years old, you get picked third in the draft in one of these different sports. You are a multimillionaire from day one before you ever strap up the chin strap right. or put on the basketball shorts. So a corporate executive has to earn those stripes over a long period of time. They've got to take some risk on stock options. They've got to perform. They're accountable. Not that athletes are not performing. But it oh. might take them 15, 20 years to get to that same amount of time. All righty, Craig. We're going to have to ask you to finish that on the other side of the break. we got to take a break here. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Amen. And we'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. JackLalane.com presents Jack Lane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine Lalane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris Lalane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack Lalane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
take a look inside the country's fastest growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, uh, we're back. Uh, you're listening to Voice of America Sports with Ray Ellis on the Ray Ellis Show and Fan Man. And we have uh, Craig Jones on the line. He's a financial planner for the uh, for athletes. And, of course, we can't forget our favorite correspondent in Philadelphia, Jeff. Welcome, guys. Welcome back. Hey, guys, I, I just wanted to say something in terms of, uh, you know, financial planning and things of that nature. Craig, when you when you look at the athletes, and, and a lot of times these guys will uh, get those signing bonuses, and I think we talked a little bit about that's the only guaranteed money uh, that a football player gets. You know, once that person gets that money, what they sign for, can you explain to people in terms of what that means, uh, a guarantee and a signing bonus? What does that mean? Well, uh, and I'm glad you brought it up. It was on my mind a little bit. You know, a lot of times when people are watching the media and they watch a guy, there's a, so-and-so signed a, let's talk about football, signed a $50 million deal. There's a, there's a lot of things that go into uh, that $50 million. Well, first of all, the player never sees $50 million because the IRS is the first person with their hands in it and it's withholding. So <laughs> of course. They may see six they may see sixty percent of that before the state even gets their hands in it, depending on what you know, if it's California, that's another eleven percent coming out. Wow. The agent needs to be compensated, so they're anywhere from one to three percent. And then you're down to now we gotta analyze the contract. Now let, let, let's talk about the contract. Contracts are broken down into different components. There's usually a sometimes there's a signing bonus, which is guaranteed. Sometimes there's a roster bonus, meaning they, they sign the contract, they get so much money right up front. Then they show up for practice or training camp, they get another bonus, which is guaranteed. And anything after that is considered their base salary. And, and the vernacular, we call that paragraph five. But that's really their base salary, which is only guaranteed for the years they play on that team. So what you're really looking at in terms of a bonus or guaranteed money is what they call the signing bonus for signing the contract and the roster bonus for, for showing up each year. And those things can be prorated over years, depending on how the team, the team is structuring the contract with their salary cap issues and so forth. Sometimes a lot of it is paid right up front to a player. So it's, it's a team-to-team thing. It's negotiated. Um, all sorts of things are taken into consideration how that team's going to structure But the bottom line, what we try to analyze, because we get a copy of every player's contract, and we break it down for planning and tax purposes, we separate out the guaranteed portions of the contract, which are bonuses, from the regular, what we call paragraph five, or base salaries of those players. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. But oh, yeah, that does. It's that very does. important. For, in basketball and hockey, no such exercise is necessary. Hey, Jeff, let me ask you something. And he, he mentioned the state of California and, and uh-huh. different states. So I guess, you know, based upon where you live, you know, your Uncle Sam and, and well, let's say state government is going to get a little bit more of your money. Have you heard anything in Pennsylvania about players not wanting to play in Pennsylvania? Because I think there's a city tax. If you earn your income in the city of Philadelphia, 
You get taxed on that, yeah, don't Yeah, there is a city tax, I think. Isn't that yeah, right, Yeah, there's a wage tax. Uh, but to be honest with you, right, the people who complain about that most are the commuters and the common men who, who have to pay it, <laughs> not really the mil- I haven't heard of anything from the millionaire athletes who have, so, to pay, who have to worry about it. Right. Hey, Jeff and Craig, so basically where the team is, that's where your employer is. If the, the employer happens to be in the San Francisco 49ers, you are going to be paying California taxes. Well, it's a little more complicated than that. Is it? And I, I don't want yeah, to bore everybody with it, but it really comes down to residency. And there's a lot of tests for that, right? And because there's certain states that have there's no income tax, no state, no income tax, like like Florida. Delaware, uh, Florida's the big one. Um, you know, uh, I want to say uh, Nevada, state of Washington, and Texas. Those are four that just come to mind. It depends on how many days an athlete actually resides in that state during the season. And so what that state does is they allocate those many days to the overall tax that, that would be due. And, but then you also get a credit back um, in the state where you reside. So overall, the athlete's really not paying more overall in taxes. It's just allocated amongst the different states proportionally. Right. What, what about I have that? a question on that, though, if I can real quick. Uh, ahead, Greg, can, can a team give a, uh, a player, say, a, a $10 million signing bonus up front but for bookkeeping purposes, call it say two million dollars for five years. They do, and that, you know, and the agents are a little bit more technical about that than I am. I interpret it on the back end, but uh-huh. they are doing that. The reason that the team is doing that is to um, deal with the salary cap. Right. So in, and, and in some cases, it's just the opposite. Instead of having it all in the base salary, which is counted most against the cap, mm-hmm. they'll do things like structured bonuses and signing bonuses to try to prorate it over so many years against the cap. Okay, Does that Craig. Make sense? Hey, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Craig, I want to ask you to do something real fast because you just yeah. mentioned something that I think half the world out there has no clue. I'm, I'm on. I'm, I'm, Explain yeah. somebody who gets it. Let's throw a number out yeah. there because I like this number. This one hundred million dollars. Right. Explain okay. to us how that works up against the salary cap. And let me say one thing, Craig, before you say that because when people hear. This guy just got a contract for one hundred million dollars. They go ape shit. They go PG. <laughs> this is a PG sitting, show. They're sitting in the car going, "What? How's that work?" So explain that one hundred well, million the, dollars the, up against the salary. Like I said, I, you know, you really, I would suggest that you guys get an agent on the show, and they can really break that down, or someone from the league, like from the from the union office. That'd be a, a good idea. But but that, that player is really not seeing a hundred million dollars, and I don't even know if the organization ends up paying out that hundred million. In fact, I would challenge anybody here, um, Jeff, you two, to say, how many players do you know even play through a full contract? Very few. And, but Very the, few. The, the system Very is few. That's that why we got to plan out a contract. I've got a couple players that have maxed out in all three sports, okay? Um, I don't have one that's played through a whole contract. Wow. Wow. Because either a trade happens, a restructure happens, an injury happens, and, and so when you hear about, especially in football, um, a lot of that is paper. A yeah, lot but of that is uh, is uh, we we look at a hundred million dollars. First thing we ask is financial planners, how much was it guaranteed? Yes, we yes. can think of just the, the public ones that are out there now, like Randy Moss's deal and and uh, and 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 Berrien's deal in uh, Chicago, and not Chicago in Minnesota. I mean, you look at the the absolute number came out one way, but what people really want to know is well, how much of it is guaranteed. Yeah, you know, because Craig, I, I doubt if Randy Moss is going to play five more years or six more years in, in, in New England. Right, but Craig, let me ask you something. Is there, when you talk about basketball, when that money's guaranteed, you know, you, you got a guy uh, out there like Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes in the last four or five years has mm-hmm. been on four or five different teams. Now, now that's a di- that is different. <laughs> that's real money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, so it's better to be. When, a, when, a, when an organization, I've got some basketball players and I've got two that maxed out. 
That is real money. When a team says we're paying a guy ninety, a hundred million, hundred and ten, hundred twenty million dollars, um, and absent the taxes and absent the uh, agency, the player is receiving that compensation. So and really, if he gets traded or cut. The organization is still paying that money. So, in other words, it's, it's better to be a basketball player or an ice hockey player. Oh, there's no doubt. And I'll tell you one thing I've cha- I have a challenge with is I have to educate my football players that they are not in the same economic class as basketball players. Wow. Or even hockey players and baseball players. And, and if I know, because some of my football players are stars, I think Jeff mentioned this earlier, uh, they may not be paid as much as the guy that's the seventh or eighth man on a basketball team. Mm-hmm. With no is, that, is that why sometimes, Craig, you see a lot of guys that are football players and they turn to baseball because it's the money? They look at it from, hey, look, you know, I'm a good football player, but you know what? I'm going to be a baseball player. Oh, wow. My guess is if you look at a guy like Charlie Ward, that's a little bit complicated because I think some things are going on back then with Charlie Ward. But my guess is he was making a long-term decision. I think some baseball players probably made that same long-term decision. Okay. Although you've had other famous ones have gone the other way because they get more of a gentleman rush playing football. Hey, Craig, thank you so much for joining our show. Jeff, we always are, are pleased to have you on with us. You're listening thank to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan man. And I hate to say this, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Out of here. Give me that money. The kicker. The money. We didn't talk about how much you kept us get paid. Kick us. Don't